You're listening to episode 108 of the GameSpot After Dark podcast. I am your host, as always, Tomo Hussain, joined by Jean-Luc Leipke. How'd he do, baby? Hey. Oh, you did it wrong. Fuck out of here. No, he, I did he's, it wrong? No, no. You, you, it sounds like you customized it for yourself. Instead of yeah. what to do, baby, you went howdy do, baby, which is uh, <laughs> oh, that much. Is, oh, that is. It hurts, Michael. Woody? <laughs> this, world, this world ain't big enough for the two of us that voice is obviously sadly the last time you'll be hearing his That's voice on this podcast time. as a okay. member of staff for gamespot.com okay. okay. let me finish okay. michael right. p the p stands for pino hiam pino yay maybe <laughs> um my 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 volume levels in audacity are high as fuck so i hope this shit works out nice and obviously, the last member of the uh, podcast, you know her, you love her, it's Lucy James Games. Hi! I was, I was going to do a how we do, baby, but then, you know. How we do, the, baby. How, how we got, do, we well, got no, a howdy like, do, howdy. baby. <laughs> we got a how we do, baby. Trust the white folk to are fuck you, it up every time. <laughs> hey! <laughs> true, though. True. Oh, I didn't guys. feel confident enough in myself to try it, and this is why. You know what, Lucy? Oh. I think you can do it, and I'm going to give you the space to do it now. Give us a what to do, baby. What to do, baby. That's that was good. good. That was I good. Feel like I, I like I it. I cut off at the I end. Like I it. cut off at the end a bit I preemptively. Like um, but, you know, it's it's a, we're learning. We're growing. Yeah, we're growing right. as a I podcast. Respect it. Yeah. All right. We have been up to a whole load of shit this week, and we're going to go through <laughs> it one by one by one. We're going to start with... Michael, because obviously it is um, his uh, leaving podcast. Um, mm -hmm. So what you've been up to, I bet you is something new and fresh. <laughs> well, one of them is. Well, new and I wouldn't say fresh. That shit is raw. Um, but I'll leave. So what I'll do is I'll talk about Final Fantasy XIV and Yuri on Ice, because that's what I'm talking about. Then I'm talk about 12 minutes, and then I'm going to hand off. That's the handoff to John Luke, and then y'all do your bullshit. Because y'all have much mm -hmm. more exciting things to talk about. Trust me. Mm -hmm. Listeners, mm -hmm. yo uh lucy's got something for y'all so uh final fantasy 14 uh level 80 fisher you know what i'm saying <laughs> i did i got, I got wait my... <laughs> level 80 what fisher i've been talking about oh. fishing raids for like the past three yeah. episodes yeah no no no, then... no i thought you said fisher is in like an anal fisher and i was what? weirded out by that <laughs> oh fisher all right. All fisher right. Right. yeah Thanks. which yeah, is why yeah. i was okay. like like uh, F I S S U R E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Damn, that you went to anal Fisher for that instead of the many well, other like. Fuck. No, it's because I, I knew some. I knew someone who had one, like a really bad one. Anyway, um, <laughs> Michael, you're a level eighty anal Fisher. How's that going for you? Oh my, yo, that's the so doctor is like. This is like a fuck. They need eight doctors for a, a full party <laughs> to take down this new trial boss in my ass. Fucking going spelunking down there. God damn! Wow, wow, wow! No, nah, that shit was fun. Uh, I got to level eighty Fisher, like mm -hmm. hooks Fisherman. and reels, bait mm -hmm. and catch. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And I think the the thing I want to say about it is like all these other all these uh other quests optional things because there's class quests with it is that you go through the old zones again. So as you go through like. So, for example, from 1 to 50, it's all Realm Reborn. 50 to 60, it's in the Heavensward zones. 60 to 70, it's in the Stormblood zones. And 70 to 80, it's in the Shadowbringer zone. So, it's like going through those, those spaces again, but 
understanding them in a different way because as a fisher your a lot of your story quests or in heaven's word it's like it was really weird so like this 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 dude fisherman has a brother who was trying to like kill him because he wants to inherit the family but the fisher fisherman was like i don't want to deal with that bullshit so i'm just gonna go live my own life uh, as a fisher and then he some shit like that it was is the story that took you through the heavensward zones again i'm like oh this is cool like it kind of it kind of brought me back I'm like oh this is kind of a throwback i get to instead of fighting enemies in the zone i'm understanding it differently like oh this area had a pool of water i didn't know about and that's where i could catch the rare fish or whatever mm-hmm. um yeah and then the storm blood I, f- fuck, I forgot what the storm blood quests were about uh when i was fishing shit uh but then like for shadowbringers it was like yo this town that you saved through the main storyline they also need food and they've been eating the same shit for how many years so as a fisherman you can uh you can be like mm. hey we want we we should have different nutrition and so you should catch different like help us catch different fish because everyone's sick of eating the same shit and they're actually getting sick because they're not getting the right nutrients i'm like oh this is kind of nice i'm instead of fighting monsters i am now helping the people eat good I'm like, oh, this is nice. This is so cool. It's Aww. it's a way to like get re uh, acclimated with these old zones and the the, mm-hmm. the characters, the like the the supporting characters or the NPCs that embody this place. Like, oh shit, they need to eat too. Um, so that, that it's a really new, intimate way to get to know the the areas that make up mm-hmm. Final Fantasy fourteen. So I thought that was really cool. Um, How long does it take now- you to level up to eighty? It was really fast. I I yeah. did it in like a I did it in like a week because fishing raids you get you gain like three levels per three or four mm. levels per fishing raid and like those happen every two hours so and they're like hella oh, fun dang. so I was like every yeah. every odd hour I was like fuck 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 the the boat's about to sail, um, <laughs> the boat's about to go out to the ocean for ocean fishing so mm. I did that that was fun the quests give you a lot of um, XP so it wasn't it wasn't grindy at all uh, nice so yeah that was fun. I'm um, starting to do culinarian, so now I'm a cook. So I'm excited to see where that takes me because mm-hmm. little Chie Cat is going to learn how to cook some steak. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, got, I gave her highlights too. So I went, I went over to the, I went to my stylist in the game. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, mm, you know, as I wait for Enwalker, I think I'm going to mm-hmm. kind of spice her up a little bit, you know, and give her, yeah, give her yeah, some yeah. swag. And then I was like, okay, should give I get my look. eyebrows? Yeah, should I get my eyebrows threaded? Should I get a new scar? Should I get a different hairstyle? I was like, mm, I'm just going to get highlights. It's 20,000 guild to get highlights. Or is it 2,000? Ah, oh, fuck. That shit was expensive, though. Uh, but I, I mean, that is, I mean, in real life, it is also very expensive to get your yeah. highlights. <laughs> yeah. so. Oh, man. So, yeah, that was, that's, uh, that's where I'm at in Final Fantasy XIV, man. I mm-hmm. cannot stop playing that game. I just, I just love being there. And the second thing I'm talking about is Yuri on Ice. I watched Yuri on Ice, 12 episodes, goes by really quick. And mm-hmm. if y'all are not familiar, it's it's about ice competitive ice skating um, uh, between different countries. And then mm-hmm. the main character, Yuri Kotsky, is uh, there's also a Russian Yuri. Uh, and they're like s- rivals because they, they have like, <gasps> rival the same Yuris. Coach. Yeah, yeah. On ice, too. I have uh, never. I saw, <laughs> I've never seen you on ice, but I've, I've wanted to. Everyone said it's amazing. Yeah. And I've seen I've seen like viral clips of real life ice skaters skating to the euro and ice music yeah it's a it's oh my god the animation i think uh mappa does it too uh yeah it's a funny show 
Oh, it's incredible. Oh my god. I can't believe they can animate ice skating. Well, if they can animate wild fights, they can animate ice skating as well, as they have proven in the show. But also it's um it's a it's a really it's really lighthearted. It's it's wholesome. Uh I mm. think that uh it's it's also uh queer as fuck. Um because mm-hmm. like the, the coach the coach is the main character has like a wild crush on the coach, and then the the coach is uh, like he's he's Russian. So then uh, he visits Japan. And he's like, oh, okay, I think you got some. Let me coach you. You could be like the best ice skater in the world. And they fall mm. in love. And then like Aww. it's that like that's that's not a spoiler. That's like two episodes in. Uh, but mm. like the tension, the kind of like oh, where is this going? Are they gonna do something? Mm. Are they say something? What's everyone else gonna think? That's kind of that's kind of the drama that happens as oh. Yuri is learning how to perfect ice skating or his routine. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I would recommend that to anyone who, uh, wants like a good short 12 episode anime, like done and done. There's going to be more hopefully in the future, but as of right now, you can watch 12 episodes, get something, uh, see something Easy. really cool and see some, see some boys kiss, you know what I'm saying? Oh. And then I was like, yo, we seen... need some more boys love in this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> gang, gang. Uh, uh, are you planning to go so, to the, uh, the fan meetup? There's a fan meetup? Yeah, it's a group called Yuri Nation on Ice. <sighs> no. Way to no, dis way, you, way to dis Michael, way to disrespect. You Between, couldn't look, see that coming. About Booty Hole? No, I no, I knew he was up to some bullshit. I just Urination like, right. on Ice. <sighs> oh my god, grow grow up. Grow up. First I got Lucy talking about anal fishers and now I got Tam talking about taking the piss out on ice. You know what I'm saying? This is. I'm glad I'm leaving this podcast. <laughs> no, don't say that. I can't. I can't wait for Jean Luc to disappoint me in the next hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Um, uh, oh, like um, I, I I liked it. Like as a as a straight ma- self proclaimed straight man, uh, I think like seeing a queer relationship play out on like seeing a queer relationship play out is. It's cool. It's different. Like the, yeah. the dynamics feel different. Um, it's like the same thing I said last week about Boyfriend Dungeon is that, mm-hmm. you know, you see you get to see a story relationships, characters play out that you don't that you wouldn't experience in your own life. So it's kind of a it's a learning experience in a weird way um, or in an un- unexpected way. And it's refreshing. So I would recommend that to I recommend this to anybody, specifically straight men, especially if you're. Yeah, all, all, all you homophobes out there, check out Yuri on Ice. Yeah, if you're say... listening and you're a homophobe, make sure you watch Yuri on Ice. <laughs> yeah, or if you're listening and you're a homophobe, you can get yeah, the we fuck gotta out of here too. Yeah, exactly. homophobe yeah, yeah. That, uh, that preferably get the fuck out of here. Watch Yuri yeah, on Ice. Get the fuck out of here, and while you're getting the fuck out of there, watch Yuri on Ice. Watch Yuri. I, I will. I will say from what I remember, it was a little like queer baity, and that they never fully commit. Mm. to the gayness They're, in a way yeah. that I was pretty frustrated by. Uh-huh. I, I don't think it like it doesn't it's not like malicious or in, like I don't think it like negates like the, the positives of it but I do remember like being like ah oh, come on like come on you're you're so close just like yeah like I don't know like they weren't they weren't fully willing to commit to it in a there's, way that yeah, uh, there's they, like one... uh, the season two I hope can remedy uh, that. Yeah there's like a one scene where it's you know that they're they they kiss, but it's like and it's like covered in a way that's like there's like you when you watch that scene, I'm like there's no ambiguity. 
why can't you just like why it's just show, it. like just, just yeah. show <laughs> it like get the fuck there's not there's no mystery there there's they're like it's we're born to make mystery no you're born to make history <laughs> come on let's get it um but yeah overall i liked a lot and they, yeah i've been reading a lot about like it's like on one hand people are like yo this is like dope to see like a mainstream anime like lean into this and be be gay and then uh, on the other hand like yeah but they could have like been done a, a less more. yeah less mysterious tiptoeing around it at times so mm-hmm. but yeah that's what i've been up to on the flip side completely 180 um from great uh display <laughs> of queer relationships to a terrible 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 display of a straight relationship what is wrong with the straights <laughs> 12 i'm talking about 12 minutes yeah yeah this is oh my god so before we start talking about 12 minutes we should address the elephant in the room which is gamespot gave uh 12 minutes and nine out of ten okay yeah, sure yeah. um mm. and the the thing that we'll say is obviously everyone has their own ways of experiencing a game and mm. um their what they take away from the game and how they feel about the game and that's something that we yeah, yeah. encourage here at gamespot um individualism we want people to kind of uh express their 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 opinions and not have to homogenize that between us because there's no value in doing that we're a stronger website and we're a stronger group of people talking about games if we come at it from an honest perspective so our review was written by andrew king who's a freelancer who has done a lot of reviews for us and um his experience of playing the game has been different to our experiences of playing the game um and the review and the score that is on the site reflects how andrew felt playing the game and it's something that I will defend to my dying breath because it's what he genuinely believes. And it's not like he's mm-hmm. shilling for anyone. He just experienced something in the way that he did. Who knows why? You know, he's got life experiences. He maybe came at it from a perspective that um, I feel like he, uh, you know, kind of articulated pretty well in in the review. But yeah. just wanted to get that out there because, you know, regardless of how we feel about it, it doesn't invalidate what GameSpot's um, review feels about it. Yeah, yeah, and he's got yeah. two thousand words explaining it, so y'all should mm. keep that shit. Like, like that, 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 that leads to as, as I'm not well, I'm not leaving games media, but as I kind of step away too, it's like respecting re- reviewers' opinions is like one oh one. Like everyone's gonna mm-hmm. like bust up in people's mention, be like, oh shit, like, and like, oh, GameSpot's a outlier or whatever. It's like, well, it's yeah, like, motherfucker, because people got different opinions. The fuck you yeah. think this is? How like, much did they pay you? Or oh, they didn't pay you enough. Yeah, like I'm so it's sick like of the one like, of the two Obviously, like those kinds of comments come from people who aren't smart. Uh, but when you st- when you still when you see it, you're like, oh my, these motherfuckers! Like, how? D- okay, all right, enough of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I play twelve minutes. Hey, shouts out to Andrew King. Like, yo, uh, frequent freelancer. Some king shit he's put on our website. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is like like Tam said. This is not this is not an indictment of him or his review. Mm-hmm. So you should y'all should check that out. And there are a lot of people who do like the game. Um, and that's yeah, fine. Greg loved it. Every, everyone's everyone's riding their own horses. Um, so, uh, but boy, let me tell you about my experience playing Twelve Minutes. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Oh my god, what a bizarre game. We're not going to talk about. I'm I'm not going to spoil anything for you. I'll try and talk. I in mean, terms, but 
Kotaku's, I mean, if, oh yeah, Kotaku wrote an article, oh, but I stopped, I yo. stopped playing it. I stopped because to... I, I, I stopped playing it because that game was like making you do things as the player that were just, they, it made me so uncomfortable and the writing mm-hmm. for me absolutely did not justify some of the shit that that game had you do. Oh and I stopped God. playing it and I was like, I was traveling back from my mum's and I was like, oh, I'll pick it up again when I when I uh when I go back to London. And then the hubbub started. And I could kind of read between the lines because, yo, people are not as subtle as they think they're being when they tweet. Uh like they uh, <laughs> yeah. I said some shit all the time. I was like, I need to tweet as deletus. Oh no, I didn't mean you. I because I would have oh, no, been asleep but, uh, whenever no, but you I was tweeted. Definitely one of, I was definitely one of them. Yeah, so if you I, saw I, that, I you saw like, been like I didn't relax. see yours. I didn't see okay, yours. Um, but I just like you can piece together what the game was about, and I was like, oh, well, I'm not really enjoying it. I wonder if it's gonna keep doing the thing. And then I read the Kotaku thing, which was just basically explaining the ending, and I went, yeah, I'm not a big fan of point and click. You know, I didn't grow up with many of them. Um. I think I'm gonna leave it. I'm just gonna leave yeah. it. Yeah. Shouts out to Renata Price, uh, Ren Raven on on Twitter. Uh, she's dope. I've I've watched Funke and Ren are the funniest, and uh, Nikki uh, from Fanbyte. They are the funniest motherfuckers. You put three of them on a stream, they're f- they're fucking funny shit. But now she's writing for Kotaku, and like shouts out to her. You should oh, definitely awesome. keep her stuff because uh, mm-hmm. she's she's really dope. Um, yeah, and she read uh, I read her uh, article. I'm like, damn, I wish I wrote this. That's how you, that, oh, like, I, I love that shit when I read, like, the homies writing, and I'm like, damn, I wish I wrote this, this is so good. Because, um, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not going to spoil it, but you should definitely, oh my if you just want to get straight to the spoilers, you should be, what, is, Tam, is Tam reading it? I'm reading it, this is fucking, uh, yeah. Tam, that's why. <laughs> can, can I, can oh, I just you say. You don't know Tam? No, I pieced out of that game after half an hour, because I found it annoying oh. as shit. Okay, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, so, I'm good. I'm good. So, Michael, Whoa. I gotta ask you. I didn't realize certain things about that ending and like what it actually is. I did not realize that until I read that article, <laughs> and I was like, wait, that's what it was? Like that was what was happening? Like, did you have that where you were like, because I, again, I, I I really can't get into specifics without spoiling like, it, but there were like. The- some aspects of it because i remember just the it's more that like the presentation of the game is like confusing at the end where i was like wait like what is happening there's like a character at the end who's talking and they have like a voice of a other character and i was like really confused and then i was like what is this i don't get this is was this like a budget thing like what is going on and then like that Definitely article was like, oh, thing. it was, oh, this is what it meant. And I was like, what? I didn't get that at all. That made no fucking sense to me. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> this no, no. is wild. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to throw you the assist in, in a minute, Jean-Luc, because goddamn. Um, yeah, Tam, Tam is reacting and live. This is a in live real reaction. time. Look, real time. This, real this time is, reactions. I have read the paragraph. This is. One of the worst paragraphs I've read in my life. It feels like, like they reverse engineered a story while on acid. What the fuck? That, dog. That, 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 is, that is offensive to people who trip on acid. Yeah, um, you could probably come up with something better if you were on acid. This is like, oh, this dude, is funny unbelievable. Thing is, Each I, new sentence is, um, is somehow makes it worse than the last. 
we 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 guessed the big twist like 15 minutes before like it's revealed and we were like i remember like in my head it's like i'm playing with georgia and and i didn't say anything to her because in my head i was like yo what if that was the twist and and then i was like (laughs) no that would be too stupid that'd be too too stupid to be the twist there's no way and then like five minutes later georgia's like i think this is the twist and i was like oh shit you too Ah, oh, but it's it's too dumb. It can't be. It can't be. Fucking was. Oh, Fucking was. And I was like, you and Georgia yeah. are too smart. And we were like, no, no. Why would you? Ah, oh. like we were just like disappointed. Would be the, the yeah. polite way to put it. <laughs> I'm I'm I put a good three four hours in, and I'm yeah I'm very and, glad and, I just and, peaced out. And it's like that ending was like. I mean, like, you know, I'll talk about Michael, where it's just like, <laughs> that, that that twist is, is just, like, real dumb and bad, but, like, I think for me, it's like, I, I was mixed on, like, the extreme violence you were doing, where, like, some of it, I was, this is gonna sound real weird, some of it, I was like, ah, oh, well, eh, you know, it's okay, like, yeah. like it, it felt like, um, and some of it was not. There were some scenes where I was like, "Ooh, oh, ah, ooh, I don't want to see that." Like, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I don't want to keep in, doing that to my wife. Yeah, or like letting. There's one where you're letting something happen to her, and I was yes. like, "Oh no, no!" Oh like that God, was the dude. one. That, oh that was God, the one dude, that genuinely God, was making God. me like really, really uncomfortable. But God. the whole time in my head, I'm like, if this is, you know, the whole point of the game is like you are, you're trying to save your wife and you're trying to save the situation and it's like okay like if you're you're doing all this horrible shit but it you know if it all leads to this like satisfying payoff like i can i like it forgive it or like it, you yeah. know it can like it can it can justify like the 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 themes that it can pull it all together and so in my head i was like <laughs> it's just got to nail that it fucking doesn't nail it <laughs> like yeah. at all like so you get to that ending and you're like what and then yeah. it just like made me look back on everything else and I was be like, well, what's the fucking point of any of this? Like, what was the point? Yeah, I think it was my like, could you imagine though just being Willem Dafoe and James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley and just like voicing that game? Mm. And it's like, oh, this is what we're doing. Too late for me to they, back out now. They knew yeah, the right, assignment. Right, to say they that knew line. the assignment. <laughs> they knew the assignment. They they like, read like that they, script. They, yeah. They. Oh my god. Uh, they pulled I mean, up page twelve and they read that line and they were like, "Yeah, I want to, I want to video this." Uh, yeah, I want to, I want to speak to my agent. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, so video oh game god. stories really haven't evolved." Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. <sighs> yeah. The yeah. so the one last thing I want to say is uh, what John Luke can mention is. The things that you let happen that's that for me was the deal breaker like i like after that yeah. i was like fuck this game because like for me so last last weeks last couple weeks people have been talking about content warnings 12 yeah. minutes doesn't have a, 12 minutes doesn't have a content warning and Yo, we we're talking about boyfriend dungeon and yeah. how like they they gave a content warning and then they patched in a more detailed content warning for talking about toxic relationships and mm-hmm. uh, uh just like um shit that like is triggering for some people because they've been through those things told yeah. minutes is fucking gruesome it is it is you see some absolutely things, like, needs a content warning yeah it is i w- yeah i'm amazed that there was no 
like first of all the just the discrepancy in the conversation around it compared to what happened with boyfriend dungeon and the blowback that those devs received despite them doing everything that they could you know like they put a content warning on the game before it came out and then to have 12 minutes not i'm not saying like oh the devs should be attacked or anything like there was just no conversation about 12 minutes and its depiction of violence towards women or anything and i was like and it, it made me just like it feel really icky and it's also just like a classic video games fucking conversation right where it's like oh yeah cool but you know this game's meant to be dark and psychological so oh. that means it, sh- it has to be treated differently to the quirky yeah indie game. it's like that doesn't that doesn't fucking excuse no. what you what plays out on screen like no fuck that shit. like you yeah that's, no. yeah and i think yeah. i think it's what with the discoverability to be discoverability of game pass i would love it if that was something that xbox started to implement where it's like you can be on this 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 program that we have that's a good point yeah but we have to start like because you know like if you have bought this for your kid and you know and this is how you know i'm getting older where it's like this kind of stuff i'm thinking about it way more but it's like if you gave game pass to a kid it's like hey just download anything you want oh cool i'm gonna download this game for 12 minutes and then you start playing and it's like oh well, so uh, you can set like age gate stuff. Yeah. On, um, I mean, on that game, game is like yeah, yeah it's well, yeah, because you, you can set yeah, on yeah. Xbox. I think uh, a system level, and it will just system be like, wide. No. And I mean, like, but hang on, how many how many parents are gonna be on? Like, well, I, I think it kind of speaks to because it's like technically yeah. video games all have content warnings. It's called yeah. the ESRB. Like, but, but just not the, it, it, like that in itself like doesn't really say anything. Like yeah. you look at the back of the box and it just says like says violence, violence, alcohol alcohol right. and you're like that's everyday life for me yeah you're like what does that mean like that means nothing um yeah. and it's like i'm uh i'm actually curious uh i'm trying to see if uh oh what the esrb rating says for this one for for 12 minutes yeah, uh, yeah. Is, this w for wrongin uh oh, i'm looking up God. their website because their website usually has more information but my point is that like i think the esrb no it, 12 minutes isn't even on the esrb's website so you can't ESRB's even look up these nuts what no, I'm like trying to find it, and I can't find anything. Um, so as far as like more detail, but anyway, like. no, 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 no. But th- th- my point is, yeah, it's like I kind of agree where it's like uh, in theory the ESRB should be providing that, but I don't think they do the best job of that, or or at least like people don't like think of it that way. And and I do think it like platforms like Microsoft mm-hmm. should do a better job because absolutely this game should have a content warning, and I am. I mean, I was really frustrated to to say the least about just sort of that whole situation with like how that happened to mm. Boyfriend Dungeon and it didn't happen in this yeah. game. And I think it just speaks to this like larger issue of like the 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 weird standard we hold to like indie queer games versus mm-hmm. like you know more like conventional like video game stuff. And I, I don't want to get into it, but like yeah, that shit yeah. was fucking frustrating i feel Uh, like it's almost of like oh you tried so we're gonna hold you to that standard Um, exactly whereas like 12 minutes didn't even try so we're gonna completely ignore you it's we're gonna completely ignore it yeah yeah it's Um, yeah it's it's shitty uh and uh, i started writing something about this because i feel very strongly about it maybe that'll be the last thing i publish on gamespot.com who knows hell yeah hell yeah yeah um i mean uh, that's one time loop game but John look you've been playing a better time loop game yeah about, uh yeah. La- last thing i'll say about 12 minutes is that um the one thing i did like about it is like i i did like 
some of the mechanics. Um, like, I, mm -hmm. I like the game in theory, like, playing it and, like, doing the puzzle stuff, because I did grow up playing, like, point-and-click adventure games. So I was like, in theory, this is my jam. It's just... And I actually... We enjoyed solving the puzzles together. Like, it was... We found that quite satisfying, mm -hmm. uh, personally. Uh, I totally get why, like, some people would find that, like, a lot of it, like, really obtuse and frustrating. But um, we were able to kind of, like, pool our our two heads to form a single brain cell and solve some puzzles. <laughs> um, really, so, really underselling yourselves there. Yeah. <laughs> you and George are very smart. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but we, at the end of the day, it didn't matter because where, where that game went, we were like, Ugh, all right, fuck this game. Uh, so yeah. we immediately, the second we finished, we said, you know what? Let's load up the Forgotten City. Oh yeah, everyone's been talking oh, about really that. I really want to play this. It's also a time loop. Let me tell you, maybe my game of the year right now. Yeah. Like, I oh, okay. Fucking yeah. love that game. That game, like, it's so funny because like, uh, Jake Decker, Podfather Jake Decker, hit me up <laughs> when it first came out, and he was like, "I think you'd really like this. This would be your game." He's a hundred percent right. That game is <laughs> extremely my shit. Uh, I mean, like Tam, you've talked about it pretty extensively. You know. Mm -hmm. Started out as a, a Skyrim mod, and it's this basically like a time loop game where you're in this sort of ancient Roman city, uh, and you know uh, there's the the golden rule where if anyone like commits a sin, everyone dies, and you have to go back and loop it. But like, there's something about the way I think the, I think that game just handles its time loop so much more satisfyingly mm -hmm. than Twelve Minutes, where where as much as I enjoy the puzzles with 12 minutes with the problem with 12 minutes is you get into this rhythm where you're banging your head against yeah. certain stuff and 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 you are it's really like there's one correct path forward mm -hmm. and you just kind of have to poke at that game to find it and that could be satisfying in its own right but it can also be hella frustrating especially once you've like feel like you've exhausted all the options uh forgotten city kind of has like this opposite approach where it feels extremely freeform and and you have so many different things that you can do uh in like the different quests and the different and each quest has multiple solutions to it and mm -hmm. it and like the, the fact that the game has multiple endings like it just it has this level of open-endedness where i never got stuck and i felt like i always had something new to do always had like a new avenue to explore uh like I, it just that that feeling of frustration like never existed, which I think is like an amazing feat because you think of like a game where it is like time loop and there is a certain level of trial error and you feel like that could be frustrating, mm -hmm. but but it never happened in Forgotten City, and mm. like yeah, I just I is, found myself having such a good time with it. I think the problem with twelve minutes also is the time between loop is so short, especially when yeah. you start off like you're you're going from. Hey, I love you too. You're all dead in like the space of a minute. And <laughs> right. like you you do that for a solid 20 minutes because you're experimenting. And it's really jarring. Whereas this is a game where it's hard to know what you're carrying through to the next loop in in or it's hard to accumulate enough knowledge to carry go into the next loop in 12 minutes and feel like you've made satisfying progress. Whereas yeah. this game is like every time a loop happens you're kind of in control of it. Like in mm -hmm. many situations, you are you are activating the loop. Um, and you're doing it because you've usually discovered some piece of information. You're like, oh shit, I know this now. I'm gonna reset the loop and then I'm gonna come at it again from the next in the next loop like this. 
and there's yeah. a persistence of knowledge and there's a persistence of items as well and stuff like that so mm -hmm. each time it loops it's looping because you've become smarter as a character and as a player and you've gained some sort of insight and that is like yeah. so satisfying it's like how you do a time loop and it's a similar for another game that we're going to talk about a bit later but um yeah that is why the time it feels loop. so good yep um uh yeah, yeah, like it does some really clever stuff to like alleviate that frustration. Like there's this character, um, Galatius, I think his name is. Galarius, uh, Mr. Clean. He looks like Mr. Clean. Mm -hmm. um, Mr. Clean. <laughs> and he, you meet him at the beginning. And at the, the beginning of the game, he acts as like kind of like you're like, oh, hey, like, what's up? Like, I'm going to uh, let, let me lead you and kind of like show you what's up and like explain things to you. And he's kind of like an intro character. But then later on, because you meet him every time. I was like, ah, oh, this is going to get annoying, like, because I was thinking 12 minutes, but instead the game knows that hmm. and you can like, he even has a thing where he like, at one point in a loop, he tells you like, hey, uh, because you can you can tell him you're in a time loop and he believes you and he's like, oh, OK, cool. Like, by the way, like, uh, if, you, if I'm ever bothering you, just tell me uh, you're busy and I'll, I'll shut up. I know. And so you could just hmm. go to him immediately and be like, I'm busy. And he's like, all right, cool. Got it. And you'd never Aww. have to talk to him if you don't want yeah. to like the game knows that. And then also when you solve people's problems. You can then go to him and immediately be like, hey, uh, I need you to go over here and tell this person to not go there or they'll die. And then I need you to go take this thing and give it to this person. And he's like, what? Got it. Cool. So you can like yeah. use him to just like bypass. Like, I already solved that. Hey, can you yeah. go do that for me again? Like, cool. Like, so it, it like just any element of like frustration is like removed. Yeah. And they and, and that, that like they they use that character to like speed things up so you're not like doing monotonous yeah. things all over. But then they also build the fact that you're doing that into the narrative in a really say, clever, yeah, th fascinating way. That has way. a really good payoff oh, shit, too. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like he 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 end up making him do all these things, and then he becomes like more popular among all the other people, and that has like a, a narrative payoff to it. So it's like mm. actually you want to have him do that to get like certain endings. And I was like, oh <laughs> shit, this game is like so smart. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, yeah, like the writing is sharp. I, all the characters are like fascinating. I, I think they're all like really well fleshed out, yeah. unique, and and um, every single yeah, line, it, a line of dialogue is like clearly has been poured over and painstakingly mm -hmm. like like written and analyzed and like delivered. So there's not a dud line in there. And the no. amazing thing about it is, by the time you get to the end you have that moment where everything, all the pieces fit together in the, at the perfect moment and it all clicks into place what is yeah. going on as yeah. the game is telling you. So you have the epiphany like oh, a second before the game tells you what's yeah. happening. You're like, yep. oh! Yep. Yeah, it's, it's like, really okay. good. It, it, it's so good. It's one of those things where like, I feel like if you were to like just show somebody that ending on paper, they'd be like, what? That's, eh, I don't yeah. know. But like, the way the game like lays that all out, it's yes. so masterful that it's, when you get there, you're like, I'm fucking in. I'm all it, in board. This is great. Yeah. It is undoubtedly a stupid ending. It is it is on paper it is, fucking it stupid. Is. But when <laughs> it you, when it happens, you're like, you're like, that makes a hundred percent sense and I understand it completely. Yeah. And you're like, I'm yeah. Oh, yeah, this is correct. This is this is the right way it needs to happen. But like you it, write that down, and you're like, this is fucking awful. This is terrible. Is awful. What do you mean? And they, they clearly like under they uh they, they take a lot of influence from like other games I love. Like um you can solve every like major beat using um 
like just using text uh, or like just using dialogue in a way that reminded me a lot of like Fallout New Vegas. Mm. Um, oh, okay. Like 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 the, the the final confrontation like reminded me of like um uh when it's you like, have to talk to it's not like Caesar, Shodan, the, basically. The, yeah, like Shodan or the um, I forget the guy, but the it's not Caesar, but it's like the the general of Caesar's Legion that you have oh, to yeah. like talk down at the end of uh, Fallout New Vegas. It reminded me a lot of that confrontation where it's like, okay, I gotta like really think about my words carefully and like figure out exactly what to say to get this this person to like you know do what I want uh, in a way that I found like just oh, it's so satisfying. And the uh, amazing thing is, if you fuck it up, you can reset the time loop. You can with the information. It knowing what yeah. what you know come back and try again and the game does a really good job of of um taking all that into account and having multiple lines of like because there's four endings but within those endings there are like a ton of tiny little variations depending mm. on dialogue like even like the the best good ending um had like i can't really say it without like spoiling it so i won't mm. but like it, they're you're you're talking to some characters at the end and the way you talk to them, I realized like, oh, you're reacting this way because on my final time loop, I never did this. But if yeah. I had done this, your line of dialogue would probably have been slightly different. And it's like, damn, that must have taken so much work. And, imagine, and like imagine it's, the storyboarding for this thing. And it's like a team of three people that did it. And you're Whoa. like, holy shit. Like, yeah, it's I not believe flawless. they, they I, like outsource some details, uh, some yeah. some parts of development. But yeah, the core team. There, there were like one or two weird inconsistencies where a character said a thing that like I didn't do quite, mm. and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." But it was like, I was just so impressed with the whole thing that like when that happened, I was like, "I can forgive that. That's like totally yeah. forgivable." Yeah. And it wasn't like game breaking or anything. It was just like a little tiny thing. But goddamn, what a game! It, it also game. like it has the most lost moment in a video game that I've, uh, that I've ever seen and when it happened I was like if oh, these lot have haven't monster, seen lost it? if it's not even that it's like you you're gonna know it immediately you're gonna be like this okay. is massive lost uh, energy okay. <laughs> it's, um, it's huge lost it's, energy it's really good um I think we beat it in like two or three sittings like we we were just mm -hmm. like enthralled with it we were just like let's just keep going um mm -hmm. Got all the endings, loved it to death. Like I said, it's probably my my current game of the year. Hell yeah, I'm very excited. I think that's going to be my next my next one. I want to play that, and I want to play Boyfriend Dungeon. Mm -hmm. Very yeah, me too. Yeah, it's it's also my game of the year, but there's another contender on the block, and it happens yeah, to be so a time far. loop. That's why I said so far. <laughs> it happens to be this. a time loop game. Here are the time loop. Three uh, time loop games in one in episode. One, yeah, yeah. the, the, the third one. The third one, of course, is uh, Deathloop, which Lucy and I have had uh, access to. Uh, we played it's a chunk so of the game, good. and uh, yeah, it is. Uh, the caveat is everything we say is based on uh, a, f a small amount of time with the game six six ish hours. Six each. hours. Um, each. However, this is so. Who knows what could happen as it continues to go on? But as it stands. I think this game is shaping up to be extra special. Would you agree, yeah. Lucy? Yes. I, I mean, so cards on the table. I'm a huge fan of Arcane's games, Same. as is Tam, and yep. I was so excited for Deathloop. And then you kind of get to the stage where stuff gets hyped, and you hype it up yourself, and then you play it, and you're like, oh, I don't know, it's not actually all that. <laughs> Deathloop, though. I, God, I'm so in love with it. I'm so enraptured by it. It is so 
fucking clever. And the thing about it is that, so main conceit, two assassins caught in a time loop. Uh, one of them is there to break the time loop and one of them is there to preserve it. Uh, in order to break the time loop, you have to kill the eight visionaries who are living on this uh, weird island, except you playing as Colt, you land on the island, well, you wake up from a hangover on the island, you have no idea what's going on, who you are, what you're doing, you're just tasked. And so you and Colt simultaneously are learning about the island and all the visionaries and uh, you know how the hell this time loop is even happening. So even narratively, it's throwing a lot at you. Then it throws at you just how the world, like the, the game logic works in that there are four different areas. The visionaries move around. The main puzzle and like the big jindosh lock of the whole thing is that you have to kill all four, all eight of them in one loop. So you have to kind of, but but it's also like, there are four different times of day in four different locations. Folks move around. There are intersecting plot lines that you have to kind of follow and unravel. And you can just kind of work your way through. You can like, so it's really clever in the way that it says, okay, it's very linear and very handholdy for a good hour or so while it teaches you the mechanics and how all the world works and everything. And then it just kind of lets you go and do whatever you want. So you can choose to track down a visionary because each of them hold a slab and the slabs give you powers. So what you can do is, you know, the one that Tam and I killed was uh, Harriet and uh, she gives you the Nexus slab, which can like chain folks together. And if you kill one, you kill all of them. So I could do a run where I just go and kill her three times, like three different runs. You could go kill her three times and then I can have a fully upgraded power. And so I could do that or I could kill her in one and then go to a different area, do something else, go to a different area, do something else. But it also, also the way that it's set up is that like no run ever feels wasted. And also you're not, mm. for a time loop game, you're not on the clock because you can spend as long as you want in each area. So oh. that's like, yeah, so you can, so if I want to go to um, Carl's, Carl's Bay yeah. in the morning, I can spend like three hours there if I wanted to. The clock, there's no internal clock that like says, okay, you've spent too much time there. It's, it's the afternoon now. Um, but so you have to keep track of everything. And the game the game is very, very good. It's sort of like letting you have those moments where you figured it out, but also gently sort of pointing you in the right direction without being overbearing. It's so clever. It's so elegant. It feels great. And also the shooting is really, really fun, which I never thought I'd say about an arcane game because I never normally shoot in them. Mm. That was a lot of it. That was a big info dump. Tam and I did like a 15 minute long video, which is way more articulate about why we both love it. But I'm just like, it's so complicated, but it's executed so beautifully. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's one of those, it's one of those games which playing it teaches you how, teaches you about good game design. If you get yeah. what I mean. Mm. Like you play it and you're like, oh, this is very clever. And you can immediately see the kind of, uh, the, the language of the game is laid bare and you understand what you need to do and you understand how what the game expects of you and you understand what the developers intended for the outcomes to be and intended how you to feel and it's such a like i said elegantly designed uh, i've said that a, a bunch of times about it and yeah I, i've played what was it six hours and i've played it very slowly 
Um, but I'm mm. excited that after playing a bunch of it, like five hours, I was like, I want to start over and um, almost do like a clean That's what run. I'm doing. Yeah. So now that now that I've like done because we were kind of like playing a lot to try and get the preview done. Um, and yeah. obviously, because of that, I've had to like go against my my nature and not play stealthy. I've killed too many people on the island, but also like the game kind mm. of wants you to do that. And it's very deliberate about that because mm. it, when you kill an enemy, the enemy just evaporates. Like it's not like. And also they know that they're, they're in a time loop as well. Yeah. So they're, they're like, you know, when you go through, it's like, there's a bit of ambient dialogue where one of the characters says, oh great, waking up this loop with a bad back. Or something, and so yeah. it's all very self-aware. Yeah, so like you I can... found as well, compared to Dishonored, it's very like shit can hit the fan very, very quickly, but it can also go right back down, also mm -hmm. very, very quickly. And so it for me that encourages me to just be like, oh, well, this little area, I'm gonna stealth it and kill everyone very quietly, or this area, I'm just gonna go in guns blazing because I've got this cool shotgun. Yeah, it's kind of like the ultimate goal is obviously to do one loop where you take everyone out and and you basically solve the issue. Um, but the game wants you to experiment up until you to to build the knowledge and the skill set to be able to do that. So it's kind kind of like tell for me it's like hey, play play in a way that you're not used to playing, because by by doing that you will eventually get to the point where you'll be able to play it the way you want to play, which is stealth, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like really like liberating. Because mm -hmm. it means that, for example, in Dishonored 1 and 2, there's a whole suite of powers that I never engaged with because of my playstyle. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't use them because they don't make sense for me as someone who's doing, like, a clean hands, never spotted, never, you know, killed run. But in this game, it's like, you're going to engage with every part of it, but at the end of it, it's going to unfold and it's going to play out in the way you want it to play out, which is, like, such a smart design choice and it's the, the one gripe i had about this dishonored games was that i couldn't interface with a lot of the powers um and a lot of the uh, guns and abilities that because they were focused on high chaos or you know that kind of stuff and the only other game to do that is metal gear solid 5 which is i think the best stealth action game of all time mm. because it's like yes we've got hella guns in here but also we've got tranquilizer versions of pretty much all the coolest guns so you can roll up in there with an assault rifle and just start shooting, but every bullet is a tranquilizer bullet and you're not going to kill anyone. It won't affect you. Or it won't affect anyone. And that's like, that was, that was such a good feeling because it meant that I could play the action hero kind of fantasy, but do it in a way that doesn't break the idea of it being a stealth game. And these two games are now kind of like the opposite. They're kind of like yin and yang to each other for me where there we've got one game which is like an action game that does stealth really well and now we've got a stealth game that does action really well and yeah that is so so exciting i'm so happy it exists um what what a game so yeah. far and i hope it i hope it like keeps yeah. up because it's going to be it's especially because it's going to lead to like really interesting end of the year game of the year conversations um right now like it's i'm like torn between the little i've played of uh Deathloop and you know, um, the Forgotten City, and they're two very different types of games. You know, like the yeah. Forgotten City mm -hmm. barely has any sort of mechanics beyond conversational uh, interfacing, um, and the fact that it's going toe to toe with a game that's just pure mechanics is it's a good place to be if you're into oh. video games. Yeah, and time loops. And time no, loop. it's it's like 
it's just this incredible evolution of everything arcane has done before into just this one mm-hmm. like, gorgeous i mean arcane just have the strongest art direction and just like the world of black black reef is just such a bizarre mashup of 60s sci-fi but also art not, deco yeah art deco stuff happening and then but you also have missions that are kind of reminiscent of um, previous arcane stuff. You have that Alexis one that they showed off at E3, which is like the uh, essentially like Lady Boyle's final party, where you have to figure out uh, which which person the visionary is. And there's also other stuff where it's just like, oh, I feel I feel like this is familiar in a good way. I feel like I mean when I when I picked it up and I started playing it, and I was like, oh, this feels like as a, a character moving through a world. It's like this feels like dishonored i could i know if i crouch this way the ai is not going to spot me because i've done this you know hundreds of times sneaking past characters in dishonored but then at the same time it's something completely new and it's just it's unbelievably just having the best time and like you tam i'm gonna restart because i was capturing the video for this so i've done carl's bay morning and carl's bay evening like so many bloody times because we had a very restrictive embargo to work with um 12 pages of hell of a stuff um which is like to be fair it's i mean i think washington post this was their headline it was the best thing the only thing you know that you need to know about death loop is don't learn anything about death loop and just play it and i i kind of like completely agree Mm -hmm. it's such a an incredible just tour de force that you just want to play it and not know anything about it. Um, and so to preserve that, obviously they're being very, very, very careful with spoilers. Um, you know, like there's a lot of notes in the game. I think this to me felt more like Prey. I felt Prey did a lot more with mm. its its notes and like terminals and, you know, hacking into people's mm. stuff and reading it. There's way more of that in um you had letters yeah. and stuff in, yeah you had letters and stuff in dishonored but this one it's like you can read messages between the visionaries yeah <laughs> and the way that they interact with each other is so funny but we couldn't show any of it because they there's just like different relationships and different mm. story beats that you didn't mm. want to spoil and so it was just like very meticulously saying please don't yeah it's, so I had, to, I had to comb through a lot of footage to make sure we didn't have any of that like but i want the- to restart it again i think i'll do that yeah, I'm going to do the same. Uh, the easiest way to kind of like sell it is what Mooncrash did for Prey, uh, Deathloop is doing for Dishonored. Like that is pretty much how they're approaching it. Coming at the the mm. experience that you know and like mixing it up and deconstructing it and putting it back together as something fresh and interesting. And yeah, if you, I would 100% recommend everyone keep an eye on this. And if you can like try and get in on it and play it. PlayStation 5 exclusive as well. So um, if you're in the market for a game to play on your PlayStation 5, that's the one. Grab it. It is on PC Dual as well. Is on PC, yeah. Yeah, PC as well. Uh, if you're playing it on PlayStation, definitely have the um, speaker on your controller turned on. Yeah. And, say, yeah. It's it is cool. fun. It is fun. It's the, it uses the controller pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Death although Loop. although playing playing Deathloop is like fucking hell. That battery does not last long at all. <laughs> no, no. I have to play oh, with it. Yeah. It's like I I mean I just I I, I was having it with Ghost of um, Sushima as well, but I was like shit. The DualSense battery 
Dying. Ain't oh, it. No. I, yeah. I play with it plugged the, in the, now. The DualShock 4 battery was definitely yeah. not it. No. Yeah. No. Was, yeah. Similar. Yeah, I hate to see it. You hate to see it. But you know what you love but to see? Loop sounds so sick. Deathloop. Exactly. All right. Let's move on uh, to the passing of Michael's catchphrases as voted for oh, by God. GameSpot Discord. Did someone collate this? Uh, oh, it is yeah. in the Discord, uh, yeah. Maria, yeah. Uh, aka Serious Business, hey, uh, yeah, put yeah. together hey. a little Shout thing. Uh, so, uh, what it do, baby? Uh, two votes for Tam. Okay. Two votes for Lucy and 14 votes for me. Uh, so I guess. There you go. <laughs> Howdy doody, baby. Congratulations. Howdy doody, baby. Howdy doody. Oh my God. Eat my ass from the front was uh, two votes each for me and Lucy and 15 votes. <laughs> let's go. For Tam. Eat my ass from the yeah, front. I was going to say, it absolutely had to be. All right. Uh, me and all my bullshit uh, was two votes for me. Five votes for Lucy mm. and okay. thirteen votes for Tam. Oh, I get two hey, of them! Hey, 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 <laughs> oh my god! Damn! Uh, I'm the favorite one. Speaking of oh my god, uh, oh my god, it's cat name. I love cat name. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta do that right. Oh my gosh, it's cat name. Oh I love cat name. I oh, love Winks. <laughs> Who's that uh, going to? Uh, that was two votes for Tam. Mm -hmm. Five votes for me and ten votes for Lucy. Oh, yeah, Lucy, you get that. There it is. Susio <laughs> uh, gang. <laughs> uh, two votes for Tam, mm. four votes for Lucy, mm. and five votes for me. Oh, I don't know if I feel comfortable about oh. that one. I don't know if I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know. It, I don't know about is, that one. It's a little Spanish, so uh, I would yeah, feel I'm, more comfortable I'm, with. Uh, I'm too. I'm too white Someone of Latin am, descent. Yeah, I, I, sadly, I'm not of Latin descent, but I can get away with it. Yeah. Maybe uh, okay. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get away with it, but maybe oh, the maybe amount of times I've been walking in San Francisco I, or like, and people have just started speaking Spanish at me, I'm like, no, <laughs> damn. Listen, like, like twenty percent of Tagalog is in Spanish anyway, so mm. listen, we're the La Latinos of Asia. Okay. Uh, and then finally, shout outs to. Uh, it, it actually, it has to be shouts out. Yeah, shouts, shouts, out. shouts out. Oh no, sorry. It, yeah, out. it is actually shouts out. I, I I said it incorrectly. So, Maria had it correct. Um, that was three votes for me, mm -hmm. three votes for Tam, mm. and eight votes for Lucy. Hey. Oh, okay. shouts out. The, shouts the out. giant bomb audience wow. is gonna have fun with there you. you. Go. <laughs> that is all. That is all of Michael's catchphrases. Fantastic. Up. Hate me. Love to see it. Yeah. I can't. I'm Thank very you, happy. Everyone in Discord. Yeah. All right. Thank I'm you, very Thank happy. Thank you, Maria, for putting oh. that together. Like, Special shout out to Maria. Yeah. Maria, shout well, out to you. I got emails from, from the front. Shout me and all my bullshit. And me and, and um, yeah, and me and all my bullshit. Go, that's, that's what, that's what you got. Okay. I got what it do and Susio gang, which I'm not taking that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. And then Lucy got oh, oh my god, god. It's cat name and uh, shout out to shout out to. Oh, love two, for two for everybody. Two for everyone. Well done, Discord community. All right, let's move on to listener questions. You can email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com or you can join our Discord. If you want in on our Discord, you can send me or Lucy a DM and uh, we will vet you and we'll decide whether you can be in. If you're a good person, you get in. If you are not, you can eat my ass from the front. You almost uh, said back there. I was going to say eat my it's ass. It's too easy. Back. That's too easy. Yeah. 
First question comes from Mr. Blue MD. Michael, can you read that question? Um, blue da ba dee da ba da. <laughs> Uh, has there been a game in which you have had little to no interest in leading to release, but upon playing, fell in love with? Or has there been a case where the reverse has been true, uh, where you were highly anticipating games release, but upon playing, didn't vibe with the experience? Mr. Blue and well, Let me tell you about 12 uh, minutes. I remember, yeah, I was going to say, I can tell you about 12 minutes. But... Yeah, 12 minutes. Oh, man. Um, uh... No interest in leading up to release, but upon playing, fell in love with... Um, Death's Door, honestly. Mm, okay. But then I, but then I don't know if that's because I just didn't really know much about it in the league. Yeah, I was gonna say release. Forgotten City. Like I literally hadn't heard of it until yeah. it was out. Um, and obviously I very much vibe with that game. But yeah, like I think a one that oh, I like I, looked at and was like nah, and then like I didn't. It I didn't like give it. it a nah, but uh, Mass Effect One, like I wasn't paying attention mm. to it. And then, like, mm. it came out, and I was like, oh, this looks cool. I'm going to try it. And then I was like, oh, this is quite something. This well, actually, I was like, it, yeah. initially, I was like, I don't like this. And then I got real depressed, and I came back, and I was like, let me play this fucking mm. game again. And I was like, oh, this is hitting different. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Oh, oh yeah. I know. For me, Wolfenstein, the oh. New Order. Wh which one? Oh, okay. New Order. Oh, okay. I was just like... Oh yeah, no, it doesn't really look like my kind of thing. And then I played it, and I was like, "Wow, okay, this game's really good." And then the second one, New Colossus, I think I got that right. The mm -hmm. storytelling yeah. in New Colossus yeah. was awesome. Oh, so, um, yeah. It was, and that ending, that like fourth wall breaking <laughs> ending, I was like, "Hell yeah!" Oh, that shit was and cool. Yeah, that was really yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. An easy. And then I was, and me. then I was super excited for Young Blood, okay. and it wasn't as good. Uh, I liked Young yeah. Blood. I thought Young Blood was cool, but oh, it Jonah, made me really we did sick. Co -op. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. We did do yeah. co-op. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought the action that that was like the best. Oh, speaking of Young Blood, I feel like uh, Arcane worked on that. Yeah, I they feel did. Like they mm -hmm. learned a lot. Of, yeah. They learned a lot about shooting in action, and I feel like yeah, that yeah was there, is, they, yeah. there is a lot the of AI leaning AI in uh, well. Deathloop. You can lean around corners okay. just like you can mm -hmm. in uh, Wolfenstein. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a little, little, little plug right there for Deathloop. I think an easy answer for me is Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I remember in late 2018, I watched like some Let's Plays. I'm like, this doesn't seem very uh, intriguing to me. I don't know. It's like, it was like, oh, it's this fantasy RPG, but it doesn't really look that enticing. And then, um, and then I was actually playing it. Uh, and it wasn't until about level 15 until it started to click with me because that through that I was like, oh, I'll play it just because like kill some time, whatever this uh, maybe I'll learn how to play an MMO and then I'll, I'll jump off of it. Fucking three years later, it has <laughs> changed my life. Literally has changed my life because I will talk about what I'm doing next in my life at the end of this podcast because holy shit, I owe so much to it to Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> god damn it um but i feel like for most games i go into them like i think uh like i go into a game with reasons like i've heard reasons why i would like the game so yeah uh, i think back to a lot of the rpgs that i absolutely love it's like oh i saw my brother play it or he gave that recommendation he recommended knights of republic he recommended mass effect um i played persona 5 because of lucy's review I played Persona 4 because I I liked Persona 5. And like there's always been like even like games like Yakuza, which I didn't have experience when I first tried them, Ben Janka was like, yo, this is like the dopest shit ever. I'm like, well, Ben is a man of his word, and 
Ben is about like, taste. It was, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, oh, mm. I think, uh, and one more thing I'll th- I think that fits into this is Miku. Like Miku as a mm. whole, as vo- Vocaloid music. Because at first, like, oh, ha ha, uh, Vocaloid, it's this, this anim- fake anime girl who sings in a synthetic voice. Ha ha, you losers who listen to this shit. Next thing you know, it is, I... I am. I will fight for Miku till the very end. <laughs> if it's the end of the world, I will. Ma- the one thing I will make sure in during the apocalypse is that Miku survives. That her spirit lives on in some capacity. I will die for Miku, and I listen to Vocaloid music like normally. Uh, so I think that's that's one that that's definitely something that that's probably you know the the Jay Z gif of him with the glasses just like yeah, yeah. looking like real mm. serious. That was me the first time I was playing the Project Diva <laughs> rhythm games. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess this song slaps. Shit, <laughs> I don't know. This is this is this is silly. I can't believe like people are into this. And then I'm like, fuck. All right, <laughs> I'm in. Uh, and you can read my review of Project Diva Mega Mix on Gamespot, in which uh, I poured my heart into because I love it very much. John Luke, anything for you? Nah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Michael where, like, most of the time I go in kind of knowing, mm. yeah, like, from recommendations and stuff, so I, I I can't really think of anything that I was, like, actively not thinking I was going to like and then ended up liking, yeah. Nice. Okay, next question comes from Miria, aka Serious Business. Michael, can you read that, please? Yes, uh, really, really put me to work here on my last couple days. Crossing the streams here a bit, but the second episode of the very online show on GiantBomb.com, which hey. you should watch, uh, hey, got me thinking, what, what emoji would you wipe from existence? Uh, <laughs> so that's one. Bonus question, if you have the time, what super secret consortiums could exist in the video game world? Uh, is there a group behind SpeedTree that controls the tree types authorized oh. for use in video games? So that's from Maria. Oh man, Bitmojis. No, Fuck no. Oh, yeah. I think they look no. like ass. They look like absolute ass. I, I, no. I hate the art style. I hate the way they look. I think I mean, they're this just is awful. It. This is all true. This is all true. Did. But I love Bitmojis because all of these reasons. Yeah. I will say that Tam is the only one who has a Bitmoji that really. Looks like <laughs> Tim, I also think you you have a level of self awareness where I think you use yeah. bitmojis the way <laughs> yeah. they should be used. <laughs> I I grew up with like people in like college like using them like unironically oh, for no, everything no. on like Facebook, yeah. and I was like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> no, you can't do that. I'm trying to find associated the, with you people. The best one that Tam ever sent was. His bitmoji wearing sunglasses yeah. and wearing like suit. an FBI suit, and it just said, Trust no one. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite bitmoji. <laughs> All right, okay. So no more bitmojis except for yeah, Tam. Yeah, let's go. I think the emoji that I would wipe from existence is the, the smiley that's laughing with the tears coming out of his eyes. Because, like, every that's time. That's the most popular emoji I know, in the world. Anytime someone sends that, I'm like, you don't fucking. You're <laughs> not. Do. You don't find this funny. You're just trying to get rid of this. this com- you're just trying to move this conversation on. <laughs> like, you're just like, I don't give a fuck. It's like typing LOL in chat. You're like, nah, you're not laughing out loud, are you? It's, uh, it's like filler. Yeah, it's filler. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I'd be like, hey, uh, we're going to. We need to. We need to. T- oh, you know, the, you know, what you should use that emoji for is like, if you need to talk to a girl, be like, uh, or a partner, or someone you're. Uh, someone you want to, like, dump and just be like, hey, listen, baby, we need to talk. Laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, take, take the edge off a little bit. Take yeah. the edge off a little bit. Um, um, yeah, that's um, the one that I would get rid of. I 
I would wipe the eggplant emoji from existence because it sets uh an uh it sets an unrealistic standard for men. It's tiny though. Yeah. I think most and purple. I think most and purple. Yeah. I think I think it's so small on the screen that most people <laughs> would get would be okay. <laughs> All right. Never mind then. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> egg, eggplant emotions for everybody. Eggplant stays. Practice safe uh, eggplant sex, okay? Oh my god. Mine mine would be um the purple devil horned emoji that's uh, kind of like a like smiling because I I I that's the fuckboy emoji. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fuckboy. But but, but that's how you know when you see it you're well, that's like That's how you know. So it's an identifier as Yeah, it's an identifier. Maybe we don't get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, so you can get the wrong ones out of your mentions. Mm. But also, I'm in a very happy, committed relationship, and Zach does not use that emoji, so that's how I know he's a keeper. Oh. The clown emoji yeah, recently has has been mm. used. Oh, but the clown emojis... <sighs> yeah, but you just get like that, dickheads emoji. online like just replying with the clown emoji anytime you say anything that they don't oh, like. Yeah. I'm just like, I'll piss off with this clown emoji. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but for, um, for me, it's it's like an it's like an easy thing to say, like someone who's who is a actually is a wrong end, just to be like, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going to send you clown emojis. True, true. Mm. So it's a two way street. Um, As for consortiums, my my what? Yeah, you said consortium, which is the first time I've ever heard anyone say it. Consortium. How's it supposed to be said? Well, oh, really? no, I haven't, because that's how they say. It. That's how the Unicode consort consortium pronounces it. They say we're the Unicode consortium. Mm. But I always thought it was sure. consortium. I thought it was like a British thing. So hang on, those are those are emojis we'd wipe from existence. What are your current faves, everyone? Oh, my current. I'm a I'm a big fan of a uh, up upside down smiley face. Yeah, upside down yeah, smiley face too. is pretty yeah, that's good. A good that's a mood. Um, uh, um, I think my most frequently used that I just really like is the um is the the big crying uh, the the watery eyes oh puffy, I, love the puffy that. Red eyes. Yes. I use that yeah. yeah i use that whenever i see a really cute cat i just send yeah. three watery yeah. eyes emojis and it communicates everything that i'm feeling for me it's the the you know you get the one big eye it's just one eye yeah but oh, it's yeah. one big eye yeah. lips one big eye so it looks oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you know what i'm saying that one oh. Yeah, that, there it is. And it looks there very it weird. It just looks disgusting. Yeah, it looks grim. <laughs> That's my favorite. It's just like... <laughs> um, I've been watching... I'm up to season three of The Sopranos now. The opening of season three of The Sopranos is fucking amazing. I watched it last night. It's where the FBI is trying to bug the house. It's so good. Anyway, and so I have a group chat with <laughs> Krupa, Cardi, and Cam where we're all just watching The Sopranos and so I've got a lot of use out of the uh, the the pinch, like the the ah yeah, uh, yeah this one the Italian pinch and also fingers. this one the Italian pinch and also this one which I just really enjoy yeah just like take it down a notch okay <laughs> yeah um but yeah I think that's a good answer as for consortiums the microtransaction consortium definitely exists I know it's there somewhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, let's move on to the next you question. Get to the bottom of it. Real quick. Next question comes from Hendubs. Michael, can you read that one, please? You motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> hi, folks. Do any uh, of you have a gaming Everest? That one achievement, ranking, trick shot, combo, or just an ending that you never quite managed but are determined to get? For me, it's something many have done before, but I just can't quite pull off. Beating the Vanguard Demon at the start of Demon Souls mm. uh, to see that sweet secret intro. Maybe one day I'll get there. Hendubs. Hmm. 
Good one. Um, I don't think I have one anymore. I conquered my Everest. For for a while, for a while, it was like the second to highest rank in Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Um, Because I was, I was, I felt myself like getting really good at the game as like a longtime Counter-Strike player. It was like, finally, I feel like I can compete at a pretty high level, at least in competitive matches. And I just like fell off and now I'm washed and I don't give a shit anymore. Mm. And I'm never going to reach that rank. Um, So uh, I've retired from competitive shooters. (laughs) Uh, Otherwise, I think for me, it's probably completing all the Savage level raids in Final Fantasy XIV. Like you need to dedicate weeks to learning or not weeks but like a week to learning just a handful of those fights and mechanics because they are so difficult um but once you once that all the mechanics click and you figure out how to how to navigate those fights you feel like the smartest motherfucker in the world and i love feeling like the smartest motherfucker in the world (laughs) so Hmm. Uh, i don't think i have a gaming everest in terms of something that i haven't managed to achieve i have like I, you know what I would call my gaming Everest? My pile of shame. Mm. My Your backlog. backlog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My backlog is my Everest. And uh, yeah, yeah. Also the fact that I haven't finished Breath of the Wild yet. Don't worry about it, neither have I. I've, to be fair, I was playing a lot with Zach and uh, you know, I wanted to play that with him. So. I played for like four hours. I've only ever played like four hours of that game. I'm sure it's fine. I'm like 30 hours in as well. I've done like two and a bit Divine Beasts. I'm almost there. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Let's move on to the final question for today, which comes from Rocket Scientist. Michael, can you read that, please? (sighs) Rocket Scientist. What you got? Hey, Creatures of the Night. Have you ever had a game that you are super hyped about and you introduced it to your buddies and they tried it and rejected it? Mm-hmm. I was so super hyped for Back for Blood and introduced it to my uh, Call of Duty Zombies buddies and they just didn't like it. I thought the jump would be a logical, uh, would be logical, but guess not. This is kind of like um, bouncing off the first question. Yeah, yeah. But mm. for your friends. Um mm. <laughs> I recommend Final Fantasy XIV to everybody. <laughs> I feel like only half of people actually follow through on it. Yeah, and that is that is a pretty high success rate in my eyes. But yeah. the other fifty percent, um, yeah, it just didn't hit for them. And I feel I feel very sorry for them. Like sad, sad lives. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My, mine is definitely Bloodborne. I've tried to like whenever so I recommend Bloodborne to someone, and they're like, "Nah, it doesn't work." I'm like, "You know what? Honestly." At Simon Cardi, you're a fucking idiot. Who you watched play? <laughs> I've got, I've got like that Cardi. It's slander. not like I'm like I'm, I won't be like ah, oh, it's just not for you. I'm just like no, this person's a fucking moron. That's it. That is it. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. Oh, it's got to be. You don't oh, like it. Damn. At Cardi. I don't know. At Cardi, finish that game. Finish that game. Where did he even get up to? He got up to like I think he beat the cleric beast, maybe. Oh, did, no, I thought he did Gascoigne. I don't know if he did, did Gascoigne. I don't think he did Gascoigne. Oh, he did, but he didn't. Let, so PS5 lets you stream to your to a message group. Mm. And so me, Cardi, and Tam have a little group where sometimes we'll just be playing different things. Or when Car- Cardi's playing through Mass Effect for the first time, and so he would stream it. Mm. And so you can just pick, PIP pip it. And so I would be playing something else and just, you know, have Cardi stream on in the side. 
And uh, we watched him play Bloodborne a little bit. And then he was like, no, it's all right. I'll just play by myself. It's okay. Yeah. And then he did quietly, he quietly, he just quietly stopped playing the game. Went back to play fucking FIFA or some such shit. Um, wow. Yeah, awesome. I hate to see it. Any, anyone else? But no. I don't know. I don't think I've had a, um, a one that maybe hasn't hit as hard. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Yakuza has been a hundred percent hit. Oh yeah, Anyone yeah, Yakuza. Ever, everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yakuza. Yeah. Like, uh, there's so many games in it. I don't know if I have the time for that. It's like, okay, listen, just play Yakuza. Just try Yakuza Zero, and yep. if you don't like it in like the first whatever hours, you probably won't vibe for, mm. vibe with the rest of the thing. But if you give it a chance, trust me, you will fall down the rabbit hole. And I yeah. feel like everyone has. Yeah, <laughs> that is like <laughs> a surefire recommendation. And I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep saying that shit. You love to see it. Anything from you, Jean Luc? Ah, probably Destiny. I always try and get people into Destiny. I'm like, come raid with me. Come, come play Destiny with me. Get the loot. Like, listen to Phil talk about lore. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but OG copies of Yakuza. But uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I've I've I don't get too upset when people don't uh, get into it because um, I think I got like a, a enough of a group that I play mm-hmm. Destiny with that I'm like I'm I'm fine. You want to get into it? Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm always down. I'm always down to play with people, but uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And that, friends, brings us to the end of the podcast and the final uh, podcast with Michael P. The P stands for Pino. I am as the GameSpot employee. Michael, rest in peace. Do you wanna do you wanna take the floor and uh, spit for us? Sure. You can find me. Nah, in that's, all my nah that shit is mine now. Get something else. It's on site, Tam. When you come back to these things, I'll be at the airport. I'll be disguised as like a bodyguard for someone. You know how they have the, the limo drivers with the signs? Like, mine's going to be T, the, Tamar in. And then you're going gonna to pull up, like, oh, wait, I got a limo? And I'll like take you to the limo. It's fucking, it's hands, bro. <laughs> Ooh. If you did that, that's honestly, that's I think, well, that's fucked up. I was like, that's. I like, think if you did that, if I, if you were that? at the airport when I was, I think I'd hug you and cry. That's why it would happen oh, in real life. That 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 oh. that is that is big facts. Yeah. That is that is humongous facts. Oh, uh, so let me know when you're coming through, and I'll be there talking, mm-hmm. and maybe um, beat you ass, <laughs> boy. Uh, but yes, you can find me on all of my bullshit at Michael P. Hyam and. At fanbite.com. Uh, yeah, you love to see uh, it. GameSpot after dark listeners. Yeah, GameSpot after dark listeners will get the uh, timed exclusive on that announcement that I'm going to be going to fanbite.com. Um, and the reason why I keep talking about Final Fantasy XIV uh, forever is because I love that game, but also I am going to be leading the coverage on Final Fantasy XIV for fanbite.com. That is my primary objective. Uh, more details on that if you want to keep up. Uh, if you're sick of hearing me about Final Fantasy XIV, this is the last you will hear of me because you could just block me on every every uh, platform I am on. But yeah, we'll have more details on exactly what that's going to look like, how we're going to do it. We're still trying to figure that stuff out. But also, I haven't started there yet, so I haven't figured anything out. Mm. Um, but we'll see. We'll get there. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, what I'm, what I'm going to be doing. And, you know, working at GameSpot has been a dream come true because, as I said many times, is my go-to site since I was 11. I would go to the library, use computers because we didn't have internet access at home. Mm-hmm. I read, like, Jeff's articles, Jeff Gersman, uh, fucking Jason Ocampo, uh, Kevin Van Orr. Those were my guys. 
Uh, and then the the new wave with like people like Tam and uh, Danny O'Dwyer. Uh, those those are those are also my boys and Lucy and Jess mm-hmm. McDonald. Like I was watching Jess make videos when I was in college, and then we ended up collaborating on a bunch of things. And f- Tam and Lucy are still here. Jean Luc is killing it. Um, we got a lot of there's a lot of a lot of good folks who are going to carry the Gamespot brand uh, moving forward. And uh, what was going to say? Oh. Some of the things I'm most proud of, uh, I think the Persona Five Royal review is probably my favorite thing that I've written yeah. on site. That's so uh, good. And just yeah, and just doing um, just doing E3 like 2019 and just this past year mm. representing Gamespot has been has meant a lot to me, and it was probably some of my favorite things. And being on this podcast because I get to talk about all of my bullshit with some good friends. And with that, I'm out. Yeah, I think uh, real quick, like. I I was for a long time, you know, just another employee at GameSpot and then eventually got to the point where I was Michael, your manager. Um, and I think <laughs> oh, it's the that. weirdest, it's the weirdest <laughs> relationship I've ever had with a an employee in a manager situation. Like I've managed a lot of people. Yeah. But I don't think it ever felt like being a manager with you. Like it always felt like we were just yeah. goofing off and doing stupid shit and like our one-on-ones. I hope that no one ever, ever, ever sees any of our one-on-ones because they are exactly how, like, this is how they teach you not to have a one-on-one it's with an employee. Yeah, we just talk shit and like maybe like the last ten minutes are like, so what are you doing this week? And then, and then like that's it. Um, but it worked for us. We got shit done. Um, yeah, I think like the the there's always like. A discussion about you know oh the site is going to be different without people here and sometimes you just know it's going to happen like when people leave and like when peter left the site changed in a massive massive way mm-hmm. and now when michael mm-hmm. leaves it's going to be a very very different site the tone is going to be um it's going to need to change because heim's voice was like so distinct and so a part of the dna and you know when people get into this thing they hope that they can make an impact and when people come i know when i was wanting to work at gamespot it was like i hope i can leave a mark on gamespot and i definitely feel like michael whether you acknowledge it or not or feel it or not you've left a massive mark of on on gamespot and there's gonna be a michael heim era people think about um yeah in the future just like there was a you know peter brown era and you know jeff gersman era and Mm. It's, that's impressive, man. Um, so we are going to miss you Shit. dearly. Five years, baby. Five years, baby. Yeah. We're going to miss you. And I think the only thing that is like keeping me from having a complete meltdown over it is that um, you <laughs> you live relatively close to where I will hopefully returning to be. Um, so I can yeah. hit your punk ass up anytime and just <laughs> yeah. shoot the shit. But yeah, that's it. That's the end of the Michael... Haim era on GameSpot. You can find us all. I can find me on Twitter at TomorrowH. Lucy, where are you? I'm Lucy James Games. Jean Luc. Find me at Jean Luc Seipke. Um, I also want to shout out if you're listening to this podcast, at the time of uh, release on Friday, we're going to be having a little Michael Haim goodbye stream at 3 p.m. Pacific time Mm -hmm. with, uh, with the Crime Boys. The final crime. The final crime. The final. The final heist. The final, <laughs> the final job. Heist. Uh, we'll be on top of a uh, top of uh, uh, Millennium Tower in Cameroon. 
So make sure you <laughs> tune in for that. Rip our shirts off and beat the shit out oh, of each yeah, other. We're all going to be shirtless, trust me. All right, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Peace. Bye.